Jazz Experience, Season 2. Let's go! Thanks for joining us for Season 2. Join the conversation with Nat, Dez, and friends as they share how to transform culture through family. Hey guys, welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. I'm your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And I'm your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. Hey guys, on today's episode, we have Michelle Passy, who is just amazing. She's, she is actually a prophet, so it's going to be an honor to unlock and, and really have this conversation today. So Michelle, thank you for being on this episode today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. We are so honored to have you on, Michelle. Thank you so much for being on. Hey, for the listener who may not know who you are, can you just share a little bit about yourself, some of your passions and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am a wife. I've been married for 27 years to my husband, Kelly. I have four children. Um, Three of them are grown. One is still in the house. Um, I also have two incredible grandsons. I absolutely adore them. They are the light of our lives. Um, I also am a licensed Foursquare pastor. Um, I am in the middle of transition right now, waiting for just my next placement and assignment. But in that, I have um, launched and founded um, Washington State Regional Prophetic Training that I do here in Washington State. And then also I have launched and founded the Global Online School for Profits. Um, That's been about two years now. I think we're on our second year now, and that's been amazing. My heart for that is to build community amongst the prophetic voices all across the globe. Um, I have people from Kuwait. I have people from Australia. I have people from um, New Zealand, all over the world right now, and all over the United States that have joined and we're really building community. And that has just been such a beautiful thing for me to witness um, and be a part of. And then also I just started, it's called Miracle Moments with Michelle. And that is really about just sharing the testimony of Jesus Christ, um, just those miracle moments that we've had with the Lord and just getting them out there. I really feel a passion and a, a desire to take back the airwaves And, you know, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. And so as we just release what God has been doing in our lives, it's shifting the atmosphere and it's changing what's happening in the airwaves and bringing down those strongholds um, of just the chaos and all of those things that we see happening today in social media and on the news. Come on. So true. You know, one of the things I so love about you, Michelle, is uh, you really you know, this season on our podcast, season two, we're talking about creating culture through family. And uh, you're actually doing that amongst prophets, both in a regional but global level. And uh, I love that because that is one of the probably the biggest attacks against prophets and prophetic people is isolation. It's lack of community, a lack of understanding, because many times when you're walking as a prophet, walking in a prophetic gifting, you know, there there is a lot uh, that goes on with that, that sometimes you you carry on that rejection. Sometimes you carry on misunderstandings. And so there's such a need for that community and that training, which you are doing. And I just love it because I feel like we need more of that and just the the wholeness and the health that is happening within prophetic communities and just prophets in general. And so you speaking into that at a regional level and a global level, I, I got to tell you what, I, that gets me excited on that, so yes. uh, but with that, regarding uh, your school raising up prophets and training those in the prophetic, 
we know there are several words that have been spoken over the years by some well-known prophets, one that's since went to be with the Lord, Bob Jones, uh, that prophesied a billion-man harvest. Uh, how would you describe the role of the prophetic or prophet in seeing this word come to pass? Uh, you know, one of the things I, I really appreciate about you being a prophet, you have this evangelistic passion that's in you that is very rare uh, in prophets, which is really needed. And so I know you have some good insights. So I'd love to hear from you uh, on that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, um, what I train my students in is with with the harvest and the prodigals and just calling home those that that belong into the kingdom of God is first of all, we have to come into agreement. We have to come into agreement with this vision. We have to come into agreement with this prophecy. And so I'm constantly encouraging them to like intercede, get into that place where you are agreeing. You can see it. You can, you can, you can, you, you know, your voice calling those back into that place where they belong. And so once, once I get them on to you know, that page of intercession and like they're, they're in agreement with this word. Um, then I really encourage them to take what God has given them. Cause listen, our gifts are not meant for ourselves. Our gifts are meant for others. And as much as I love using the prophetic inside the church, I feel like it's now time for us to take the prophetic outside the church that we have been activated. We have been trained. We have been, God has, God has been healing us of, of rejection. We've, we've, we've gone through this whole grace movement where he's really healed us up, cleansed us up, gotten us to this place where now I feel like he can trust the prophetic voice to go outside of the four walls of the church into the marketplace and release the word of the Lord over someone that may have never had an encounter counter or prophetic words spoken over them before. They have no idea how the Father feels about them. And we are the conduit. We are the voice that can speak that word over their life that can change their heart in an instant, in just a quick moment. As much as it affects us in the church when we receive a prophetic word, how we see our lives shift and change, how we see an acceleration take place, doors opening for us, like it blesses us. How much more is it going to bless someone that has never heard the voice of God for themselves? Yeah. So, so good. So, so good. You know, I love everything that you're saying. And I love the new show that you just started, Miracle Moments <laughs> with Michelle. We would love to hear yes. a little bit more about that. Can you share a little bit more about the show and what was your journey? How did God speak to you and how to start that show? Yeah, absolutely. So this is definitely a leap of faith. Um, I've had dreams where the Lord was showing me that this was something that he wanted me to do. Last year, I got a prophetic word about how God was um, raising up media prophets and how, uh, you know, and this is all before the coronavirus. This is all before, you know, we we all had to hop on and figure out how to do live, you know, Facebook lives and all of those things. And so he was already I was already in this journey for a year of, of, of just kind of getting ready, getting used to being in front of a camera, being okay with making mistakes live. That's always, <laughs> that's always fun. You know what I mean? And so just kind of getting over some of those things that might keep me or someone else from entering into just doing, just getting on social media and being a voice. 
Um, and so with that being said, I just I just took the steps that I needed to take. And the passion behind this really honestly is I'm watching what's happening going on. I mean, we're all seeing it. What's happening on, you know, in media right now, there's just so much negativity. There's so much division. There's so much anger. There's just, there's so much going on a fear, all those things. And I'm like, you know, I, I really want to be that, that, that prophet that steps into the media realm that changes the entire atmosphere, the, the entire way media is even done. And, and what better way to do that than to start sharing testimonies of Jesus Christ, what it is that he has done in your life. I love some of my favorite testimonies are those salvation moments where people have just encountered God and, and, and they're going one direction. Maybe they're, you know, in alcoholism or they're in, you know, they're, they're using drugs or they're, or, or they're just seeped in like, you know, sexual sins. And then God just grabs a hold of their heart and completely transforms them. And they're serving the Lord. And now they're pastoring or they're, you know, they're out on the mission field somewhere or something. And, and those, those stories those release hope. You know, um, one of the things that one of my really good friends, um, Jennifer Evas says a lot is she says, faith is the seabed for miracles. And so when we release the testimony of Jesus, when we release what it is that he has done for us, we're prophesying about who he is. We're also saying, do it again, you know, and then we're also releasing and depositing faith that in, in someone else's life that will produce a miracle for themselves. That's so interesting you say that because, you know, one of the things I feel like the Lord has really been ministering to me right now through this whole pandemic is, you know, I, I'm taken back to the parable of uh, the older lady in scripture where she's wearing out the judge. She wants the judgment she wants on her behalf and she wears out the judge. And it's this whole story of persistence. Right. Uh, but at the end of it, Jesus says something. He says, when I come back, will I find faith? Anything else in scripture, uh, when I come back, will I find love? Will I find grace? Will I find, you know, so many different things. But he said, when I come back, will I find faith? Because even right now, it's, it's almost like in many churches and with many believers, and this is not a shame thing, just, uh, just a perspective thing and just uh, something I've noted. It's almost like we read the gospel that God can heal all diseases but Corona. And, and it just feels like our faith mm -hmm. is being tested right now. Like it's Come on. really true. When things are being shaken, when things are being shaken, what's left is only the things that we're able to stand upon. And so we're really seeing right now this radical shaking where everything in our lives are being shaken. And the things that are being left are the things that are going to be of the kingdom. And so I, I love that you said that about faith because it really is. And, and I, you know, I do believe, Michelle, that you carry that, that gift of faith on you, like that spiritual gift, First Corinthians chapter 12, uh, the gift of faith. I do believe that is on you. And it's so amazing. I know you just shared about miracle moments, Michelle, which I love. Uh, what are some tips you would give those who desire to use the social media as a platform to share the gospel? Maybe you know, they're feeling that call, that prophetic cause of prophet to be a, one of those prophets who, who steps into the mountain of media, because we really do need that. And we've seen it right now. Uh, I, I'm total agreement with you that right now God is raising up prophetic voices uh, to the media mountain. You know, a good friend of ours who, who actually produces this podcast for us, Cassidy Atkins, 
uh, she said that, you know, the original purpose of media was always to present truth. But we live in the day where we understand that is not happening. So we need that clearing call for those to step up. So those listening, what are some tips you would give them, Michelle? Yeah. Well, first of all, if it's a desire and it's a passion that's in your heart, I would just say, take the steps to do it. Just go live on your Facebook, go live on your Instagram, do whatever it takes to get yourself comfortable in front of the camera and then just be you. Like, don't try to be anyone else. Be the the message of you that God has called you to be release, release the words, release the vision, release whatever it is that God has given you and be that and be authentic. People really want to see authenticity right now. They really want to see, none of us want to see fake anymore. We do need the truth and we do need the real raw passion and vision of the God of the Lord right now, you know? And so if you're carrying something like that, I just want to encourage you just do it, take the steps to do it. Also want to encourage you. You can't, you have to be fearless right now. Like there's so much intimidation coming against the voice of truth. Um, And so we cannot be intimidated. We have to stand up for what is righteous. We have to stand up for the truth. We have to stand up for the biblical principles. And it doesn't make us religious. It doesn't make us hard hearted. What it does is is, is it, it what it really does is it causes us to be so pliable and so available for the living word of God to access, to be accessed through us. And so I just want to encourage you, like, don't be afraid, speak the truth. You know, we we can speak truth and we can speak it in love as well. And right now people need to hear the truth. And so I would just say, don't, don't be intimidated. Don't compromise what God has put in you um, because of the fear of man. I, one of the things that I, I do for myself, is I have a healthy fear of the Lord, a healthy fear of the Lord. See, at the end of the day, um, when I go to meet Jesus, um, I'm not going to be standing in front of you. I'm going to be standing in front of him. And he's going to be asking me, did I, was I obedient? Did I do what he asked me to do? Or was I more concerned about what you or somebody else might think or say? I, I have that very um, well, um, in my, in my heart, in my mind, I think about it a lot, especially when I'm faced with fear. It's what helps me overcome the fear of man is I'm like, I have to obey Jesus. I have to obey him. Awesome. You know, it's so interesting. You say that two things I want to highlight that you said that I, I just think is fire for the listener. You have to get in your reps. So meaning sometimes when God calls us to something, we see the end, we see the end part. Like, okay, I have this show and I see it, you know, and that could be intimidating, especially if you've never done it before. But I love what you're saying. Hey, take out your phone. Just start doing it. Get your reps in. Just it doesn't matter if you have one person watching, two people. It doesn't matter. The fact is you're being obedient to what the Lord spoke into you and you have to start somewhere. And, you know, when, 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 before you even got in the podcast, people, you've said, Hey, like, man, I love your guys' show. You guys seem like, you know what you're doing. They don't understand how many years that we've been practicing this in Stockton, even before we came, like just so many Facebook, like different things. And we messed up a lot. I mean, Oh my word. I, I just, I almost want to go delete a lot of the videos that we first started on, but they're good uh, tracks. 
to see your progress. And I, I love that you said that. So start somewhere. The other thing that you just said that I thought was so good, Michelle, uh, is how you alluded that right now we have to be fearless because there is a cancel culture specifically even against believers, but we got hope. I'm sorry. No one can cancel you out because right. they didn't create you. Come on. That's so good. God created you so you can't be canceled. So that doesn't matter if you go on and you say something that people don't like. Many times if you're saying something they don't like, it's probably the thing they must need to hear. Absolutely. And, and so I love your tenacity, your boldness of just saying, hey, we, we need that right now. We need to be fearless. And, and I love that. Yeah. And I I just so appreciate everything you're saying because ultimately you just shared in a nugget <laughs> my story, like the last two and a half years I shared this last Sunday, basically on everything you just said. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Uh, at, at our church here in Backville, I was able to speak this last Sunday and it was it was one of those prophetic act moments for me, yeah. you know, because my voice really has been attacked in the last several years. And, and it was like, no, I'm pushing through this and I'm stepping out regardless of how I feel, regardless of yeah. the fear of man in pr- front of me. I'm going to do it in spite of that and get breakthrough because what the Lord told me was, and it was, it was one of those moments where it w- I got hit hard was my hesitation to step into everything he's calling me to do was actually costing other people's freedom. Yeah. And that was a oh. rude awakening moment for me. And it wasn't a shame thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a, um, you know, oh my gosh, condemnation. No, I knew it was straight from the heart of God because it carried with it such a, a weight in a good way, but it also carried with it a grace to do something about it. And so that's what, that's where we're at. I feel like as in the, in the body of Christ really as a whole, that God is creating these moments for us and we need to just step that. out, step in, like, let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Those moments are surrounded with intimidation, whether it's it's a spirit, whether it's people, there's just something that's going to intimidate you. But, you know, I like to say this way, uh, what you allow to intimidate you will eventually dominate you. If you want to overcome that control, you want to overcome that thing, you have to take those moments like you're doing. Those miracle moments, God spoke to you and you said, hey, I'm doing it. And so you gain ground in the spirit mm-hmm. over intimidation. You gain ground over fear and that's that breaker thing that you have on you, Michelle. And I love it because I believe the listener today is going to receive that grace for the dreams and the that's things right. that the Lord is speaking to him to do in this season is because of uh, this episode of just the tangible uh, uh, anointing of God's presence for breakthrough that is on uh, the episode today. You know, I thought it would be kind of fun, Michelle, if you would be willing to share a few of the testimonies, whether it was on one of your shows or a personal testimony or testimonies of miracles that you've um, heard or seen as you've been traveling. We would love to hear some of the things that yeah. God is doing through you or through some of your friends. We just want to hear all the good things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I was thinking about this um, earlier and um, this this particular incident popped into my mind. So I really want to share it because it's it's actually it's fun. It's fun to it's fun to for me to revisit it and just see how how um, how fun it is to partner with the Holy Spirit to see breakthrough take place. And so this happened um, maybe about a year ago. Um, I was at the church that I was pastoring at. And um, so I'm a feeler. 
I feel what's going on in the atmosphere. Sometimes I feel it before it actually happens or, you know, it just kind of depends what's going on, you know, whatever the Holy Spirit decides to to show me at that moment. But this particular day I walk into church, it's, it's early. We're getting all set up, getting ready for pre-service prayer. And so there's just a few of us on staff that's there. And I, and I walk in it. Well, when I get to church, I'm full of the joy of the Lord. I'm super excited to be there. And I walk in and as soon as I open the door, I get hit with like this hostile Mm. anger. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, like literally I felt like I could kick somebody or something like this hostility and I knew it wasn't me I knew that it wasn't me so and 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 the staff knew me well enough that when I you know like hey checking in how are you doing you know I'm kind of going one by one down the line of the staff asking them hey how's your heart how we doing today you know and everybody's like good doing great and so I was like that's so weird why am I feeling this hostility it just wouldn't go away so service starts, worship starts, um, every, I'm still feeling it. I'm in this in intercession mode, you know, I'm just like interceding and not, I'm still not quite understanding why I'm feeling this intense hostility. Um, so our pastor gets up and he begins to preach. And as he's preaching, I hear the Holy Spirit say, Michelle, I want you to get up and you need to go to the back of the room and you need to start interceding now. So I was like, okay, so I get up, I go to the back of the room and I start interceding. And right as I do that, within just a few minutes of me getting up and going to the back of the room, I see this black truck drive by and park. And this gentleman gets out of the car and he is raging, raging. Um, Everything about him is just full of just like anger and just, you know, you could just feel it. He's, He's actually throwing things when he walks in and So I'm like, okay, this is it. This is what I was feeling. And so I just said to the Holy Spirit, I said, Holy Spirit, if this man has evil intent, if he's come in here to harm us, would you please alert security? And as soon as I asked that, our security guy gets up and goes to the sound booth where I know he can see everything and he is on high alert. He's seeing it. Now he didn't see this man come in. He, none of that stuff. It was just Holy spirit, us working in, in, in tandem, just partnering with each other. He gets our security guy up and goes into the um, sound booth and is just, and now he's like ready armed and ready. So anyway, um, he, so anyway, our security guy gets up into the sound booth and now he's on high alert. He's ready. You know, he's seen what's going on. And so the Lord just, just minute by minute, just like, just started telling me what to do, like to help calm this guy down. And so I went over, I helped make him tea. I mean, I just did all of these things to kind of diffuse the situation at the end of the service. He's still there. He's still there. He's still angry. He's still raging. Um, but he stays, right? He doesn't leave. He stays. And because I have been kind to him, I've made him his tea. I've, I've been talking, you know, kindly to him. He is now, he's, he's wanting to talk to me. He's wanting to have a discussion with me. And he begins to tell me like all of these things, how angry he is at the church, how, how much he hates pastors. Um, Just like, I mean, like he came in, like he said, I drove by, I saw this church And I told the Lord, or or he said, no, I told the Lord, the first church I see, I'm stopping in. And you were the first church I saw. And so he, he's telling me that he's coming, he's come to, to hurt us to in some form or fashion. 
anyway, I end up getting words of knowledge for this man. I end up just, Lord just starts showing me all of these things. I mean, just precise, accurate words of knowledge. He comes, so he comes in one way, angry, ready to harm us, leaves just soft. His heart is soft. The Lord has healed him. He's crying. He's weeping. I mean, and, and he rededicates his heart to the Lord. I mean, it was just powerful. And so those, that was one of the most profound miracle moments right here where the enemy, you know, is meaning harm, but God turns it around for his glory. And this guy gets delivered and healed. Come on. That's such a, wow. Wow. I got the chills while you're talking about it. Like, I mean, if there was ever a testimony that was so timely right now, I mean, seriously, like he came in triggered, I mean, pretty much triggered. And, and like, we're living in a day where it's easy to get triggered. He comes in and yet I love what you just did some practical stuff. You loved on him. You, you said you gave him tea, correct? You made him tea. You just did some practical things just to, to, to get his wall to come down, to open up and then minister. And he gets say, oh my word. Yeah. So he rededicates his heart to the Lord and he gets delivered. And, and, and honestly, like his heart was so hard, so hard. I mean, you have to, I mean, you can only imagine if somebody is coming in, in that state and he's admitting, he's admitting by the time all this is over, he's like, I, I honestly was coming in to do some harm. And he leaves like just in tears with just a soft heart and just healed and delivered. It was beautiful. It was, it was the most beautiful thing I had I had ever witnessed, you know. Things I appreciate about you, Michelle. I think I've told you this off camera too, is that you're you're uh we need more prophets that have developed the skill of discernment. Because that's what I'm hearing really. Your discernment in this moment allowed you to assess the situation and pick what was necessary and be obedient to the Lord. And and I love that because I we need more of that right now. We need the gift of discernment uh, to be able to discern these moments, these miracle moments, because it really was. I mean, yeah. if, if in the natural, you just kind of pick up what's going on, people get fearful. Mm-hmm. You, you can move into judgment. You can, you want The moment you move into judgment, you cut off the voice of God. You didn't yeah. move into judgment. You discern. You moved into love. And the moment you moved into love and serving, it broke something. It's actually, it was a weapon. Love is a weapon. Yeah. And I love how you did that. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. So so good. Can you give us one more testimony? I mean, is there one more? Because I, I, oh man, I'm getting stirred right now. Um, So yeah, so a lot of you may know that I travel with Jennifer Evaz and just um, as she we know that she operates in just profound miracles. Um, some of them are extremely unusual, um, but my favorite ones are the ones that have to do with the heart, really have to do with just bringing healing and deliverance. And so we were in Savannah, Georgia, just a couple of weeks ago, and she was dealing with a spirit of death. And um, she was really just going after it and breaking it off of the lives of those people that were there. And it wasn't just like death, like death of life. It was death of dreams, death of vision, death of marriages, you know, things like that, where the where the spirit of death just wants to come in and destroy and kill um, what it is that God has promised us. And so anyway, she's going after it and she's just, you know, she's releasing life 
over these people. And this one guy just gets radically delivered, radically delivered. Like he's on the floor and God is just touching him and he's just getting delivered in such a profound way. And um, about, I don't know, 10 minutes after the service was over, he comes up to us and he begins to tell us that the spirit of death actually entered into his room a, a couple years ago. And he had not been able to get set free from this and that he'd been struggling with suicide, that he'd been struggling with intense anxiety and fear, and that he just could not get set free from it. And that moment that Jennifer started going after it, he got delivered. That night, we that a, a, a few hours later, we had the evening service. And that night, that man danced and jumped and praised the Lord for hours, there was just such a freedom over him where he literally felt the the the, the transition of of what you know of, of what had just taken place, where the Holy Spirit came in and just breathed life back into him, breathed hope back into him, lifted off all of the anxiety, all of the fear. He wanted to live. He had hope again. His vision and dreams were being restored right in an instant, and so. Those are the ones that I really, I mean, I love, I love hearing uh, about, you know, watching, you know, people lose weight supernaturally or things like that. I think those are awesome. I think those are amazing. But the ones that really, really, really just kind of touch my heart and make me just go, wow, are those ones where you just see someone just being restored back into, you know, that place of just joy with the Lord. I love that. Yeah. I mean, you've speaking to that. I remember, you know, I was with you and Jen. Uh, we did the conference last year in Texas. And uh, I mean, we saw some supernatural weight loss. Jen went after it. And yeah. to see that in person is just so amazing. But what I love about how she does it is she gives a biblical perspective. She does. I, the weight loss, what it really is. It's not just Hey, something that we're just like, Hey, let's just play around with this playing in an anointing. Mm. It's actually a purpose. And that's what I love about Jen. And I just honor that wordsmith in her of bringing that because it just brings such credibility and faith in the room. And, uh, it, it was such a fun, uh, opportunity and time we had with you guys. Yeah. That yeah. was fun. The glory of God is fun. Being in that kind of, yes. in that realm, that, that where that faith realm is so activated and so, you know, just so real and, and things are happening. You're watching God just move on behalf of so many people is so much fun. I, I always <laughs> laugh at myself because I feel like I'm one of those little kids in a candy store that just can't get it together because I'm so excited watching <laughs> what God is doing with, with the lives of people that are just being touched. I'm with you on that. So true. Wow, Michelle, it's been so much fun having you on. We've reached the time, but we <laughs> want to ask you this. Is, is there, are there any last thoughts you'd like to leave the listener today? Yeah, absolutely. You know, as I've been as I've been just thinking about what's going on in our world today and just what's going on with the church, what's going on with just everything that we're seeing with um Ah, the division that's taking place. It's, I, I really feel like as I, as I was talking to the Lord about just watching some of the debates, some of the arguments that we're having, like to mask or not to mask and, and how we're, we're, um, we're not honoring each other. And I, I, you know, um, Sean Foyt came to Seattle on Sunday and there was a huge um, worship session that he was doing outside. Um, many people got saved people got delivered right on the spot, people were baptized in water. And it was such an amazing thing that was taking place. But there was such controversy within the church over what he had done, because people weren't wearing masks. 
or they were being baptized in water in the same water. And I, I felt the grievance of the Holy Spirit. I felt the Holy Spirit so grieved because this is such a harvest. The harvest is so ripe. And here we are, we're watching people getting saved. They're getting instantly delivered and they're being baptized in water. And all, and all we can see is that there was no masks or that the water could have been full of COVID. And I, I think what I want to leave the listener today is like, even in our, even in these paralyzing, these polarizing times that we're in right now, like we can be in unity, even in our disagreement. And we cannot allow the enemy to weaken the church. This is the time when the church has to rise up. We have to rise up. We can't, we cannot get into arguments over petty little things. And so I just want to just say, listen, let's go after the harvest. Let's go after the harvest. Let's not worry about these other things. Let's not worry. Let's not concern ourselves with all these other things that are a distraction that are trying to keep us not focused on what God is doing. And let's just love people well and love each other well and be a united front. Wow. Wow. That is fire right there. You know, when you were saying that, I was just reminded of even, uh, you know, the story in scripture where there was somebody casting out demons and yet they weren't one of the disciples. And Jesus pretty much rebuked them and said, hey, you're trying to make this a controversy. If they're not against us, they're with us. And, mm-hmm. I, and I love that. I love your heart in that. And it's uh, it's just so amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Facebook, Michelle Passy, um, or you can also find me on Instagram at Miracle Moments with Michelle. Um, and so those are the two places that you can find me right now. I'm in the process of building my website back up and um, just kind of rearranging some things. But right now, um, those are the two places that you can find me. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, make sure to check the show notes to see how to follow Michelle Passy. Michelle, thank you so much for being on this episode. It was an honor to be here. Love you guys. Oh, we love you. We love you. And hey guys, remember family is where life begins. Destiny is found. Identity is enhanced and love never ends. If this podcast has enriched your life, make sure to rate it, review and subscribe. And would you share this podcast with a friend or family member as it helps us to extend our reach? Thank you for listening to this show today. Until next time, this is Matt Gonzalez. And this is Desiree Gonzalez. We are out. Be blessed. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Des Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Des Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.